Hello, welcome to the X Marks the Box podcast. My name is Potato Chief, and I am here with Alice. Hi. Uh, we we got a special episode today. It is the E Free wrap up special game of show uh, predictions results episode? Basically, everything to do with E Free. Uh, because of that, we're not doing the book club or the uh what games we've been playing or anything like that we're just gonna do all we free this episode because we've got a lot to cover we got not much time to do it uh i was just on the playstation podcast uh, in ps we trust and they be- we just basically did the same thing and it was four hours so we're gonna try and aim to not be that long and try and be a bit more uh, uh we're aiming for about an hour and a half two hours hopefully so we're gonna try and get a bit more concise with this one we're gonna aim just on we're just gonna talk about e3 and i hope that's okay with you guys E3 is like a huge explosion of information and somehow it just takes over everything else, like the big club, the news and everything. I mean, yeah. oh, what's going on around the world and in the terms of, uh, forget it, it's just E3. Everything's announced. Exactly. So stick with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As I said, if you want to listen to me talking about E3 for four hours, I was just on the PS, in PS We Trust podcast. Uh we're not going to be aiming for a Snyder cut here. We're going to be trying to have a bit more of a shorter uh, podcast where we just be going to be a bit more concise. So uh, let's just jump into our first subject, our first topic. It's our predictions or the results of our predictions, to be more precise. Uh, on last week's episode, we had two. We had two sets of predictions, which were fi- we had five each, so ten predictions in total. Plus, I had my wild prediction video before that as well and i just added a couple of little fun ones in there to make up a bingo card of 25 predictions so we've got 25 predictions here they are on the screen for the people viewing if people are just listening we got uh i'll read from real quick we've got master chief joined smash game pass on switch a new unreal 5 engine project battlefield 2044 Two on Game Pass, Design Labs returns, Hideo Kojima makes an Xbox game, we get a Shadow Drop, we get Wolfenstein 3, we get Forza Horizon 5, we get Shadow, we get um, Xbox by Never Realm, we get a Halo Beta, we get a new Silent Hills, uh, Phil Spencer appears, like obviously, uh, we get a new, we get the Xbox Chromecast stick, we get Ruby, uh, Ruby collaboration, Ruby not. Uh, the gemstone ruby, the rooster teeth, uh, program. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it's ruby as in like rooster teeth property, and they were gonna announce something like a way forward, uh, arc systems, um, a collab, which they're gonna come up with, and they yeah. may probably have something else. Yeah. But yeah, it's just pretty much what's uh part of the predictions yeah and it yeah unfortunately i mean we'll get into that in a minute but it didn't seem to happen at e3 it might still happen at uh the rooster Teeth conference coming up was it rtx but no spoiler no alert. Yet. uh and then, then we also got xbox buys rocksteady microsoft brings out Wo- microsoft word and microsoft office to xbox that was a bit of a long shot but yeah. it would be funny if that <laughs> happened uh, Fallout New Vegas 2, Metal Gear Solid Returns, Outer Worlds 2, Indiana Jones Shown, Doom Slayer and Smash, Xbox Handheld, Xbox by Sega, and Banjo Free E. I mean, Banjo Free E not being there. Yeah. 
Benjamin Free Eve was probably not being there was probably my biggest disappointment out of, of the entire list. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe not actually. Maybe Metal Gear Solid not being there. So out of all twenty five predictions, we got five right. We clap, we'll clap ourselves. Uh, Alice with the bold prediction of the design lads coming back, and they are back with a vengeance. Uh, we've both had a lot of fun with the design labs. We've been playing around with it, and it's back. Uh, if you missed it, it was in the extended. It was in the extended conference for Xbox. Uh, I've made a new nice GameCube controller. It has the blue bumpers, like so. It looks like a GameCube controller. It's got the blue bumpers. It's got yellow sticks. Unfortunately, you have to have both sticks the same color, otherwise it would look more yeah. like a GameCube controller. And the face buttons are all colored up. So I'm pretty proud of that one. I also made a uh, Pikachu one. Because I'm a bit of a Nintendo fanboy, Pikachu with his red cheeks for the sticks and like black. Uh, what was it be like? And, like he's got like his like because he's mainly Pikachu's mainly yellow, but he has like black tails and stuff. So it's like it's like ex, like uh, accents. What would be the term for that? I don't know. Mm. Like details, essentially the black details of on it. So yeah, so I made those, and I also made a Welsh flag one because I'm patriotic. Uh, what oh, what oh. controllers did you, what uh, controllers did you make, uh, Alice? Uh, well, yeah, I just made some, but it was announced when I was like moving to my flat, which yeah. uh, I just been like taking in turns, spending a few a bunch of days to move over the flat because it's not far away from where I was at during the pandemic. I just moved out of my parents' house and then like got to the flat and I just like brought some stuff over. Like, I just got some essentials over and all those bits, and I haven't got my Xbox over yet, and yeah. not even my PC stuff. But it was announced when I was like in between places, like moving stuff over, so I couldn't get to the computer straight away. Yeah. But when I just finally got to it, I just made controllers being like, I made a teal with some like really interesting colors on it. And I think it's there was a bit of a personal reference to it, which I cannot mention. I've also made a Cornish flag, which is like Cornwall, southwest of uh, Britain, which is just yeah. underneath Wales. This one is a black controller with white bits on it. It's I mean, not like a cross, and you can't put designs on it, but it's close enough. Yeah, I mean, honestly, even if you're not into... I think it looks like a very cool controller, even if you're not into Cornwall. But the black and the white is very cool. Uh, the Cardiff flag is is black and yellow, so you could probably do the similar kind of design with the yellow buttons if you're thinking about mm. it. Uh, but yeah, no, I like the Cornish flag one. I think that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Design Labs. If you want to steal my designs, if you feel. If, uh, or want to buy me one for my late birthday present, people, uh, listeners, I would uh, appreciate it. Uh, but no, I really, I really like the design labs. I'm not going to buy one quite yet because I literally just bought the electric vault controller last episode. I literally just bought it, and now they announced the design labs. It's a bit annoying, but there you go. I, I almost bought a uh, Xbox controller before I moved. But I was moving a lot, and I bought like a bunch of furniture, including some new PC stuff for the flat. But once I get fully settled in, I can just hop into the design labs, get a new Xbox controller in special colors, and that way it's pretty much uh, good things comes to those who wait. I've been playing Minecraft with a DualShock 4, which Oof. I'm struggling to charge up with some USB stuff, which is not particularly good 
and also got a really nice controller which works well with the Switch, but for some reason that it doesn't particularly work well with my iPad as it keeps disconnecting last night. I don't know if this is a one-off, That's but yeah. if I do get another Xbox controller and hopefully get some rechargeables with it, yeah. then I should be able to... Uh, hook up the iPad, play some Minecraft, and that's before I move my Xbox in. And that's when everything will get better for me, because I can even play it on the big screen, which is not taking over the flat straight away. Because the thing is, I don't really have any working TV. Like, I took out the aerial cable, which my dad, when he helped me with some bring some furniture out for a skip, he, yeah. act- he just took the aerial cable without realising he took it out. And that means... Uh, there's no TV in, but I don't watch TV anyway. No. And it's like no point, really. I don't really watch TV either. If I if I'm going to watch anything live, a lot of the time I'll watch it on the uh, like if it's BBC, I'll watch the BBC iPlayer and watch it live through there. That's like the only time I watch live TV is streaming it through the internet. I don't actually watch it through the TV out at all. Uh, I so... don't even watch BBC either. No. Like I used to have a BBC iPlayer, but a lot of stuff there is less really less interesting than a lot of stuff that comes with Netflix and Amazon Prime. In fact, yeah. Amazon Prime and Disney Plus are like, really works out for me in terms of content. BBC I mean, is just like, comes up with some lots of great shows on it, no. or bits like that. I, but, I mean, I mean yeah, not, not, to, go on, not to get too much into TV, but yeah, I, I don't particularly watch BBC either. I've just, we're in the... Uh, I'm a bit of a football fan, and we're in the Euros at the moment, so I'm following Wales and how they're doing. And we're doing pretty well at the moment, so I'm quite happy with that. Uh, so, well, yeah, that's pretty much the only reason I've been watching BBC, is because I wanted to see the football, essentially. Uh, well, did you check out... I don't know, Shai, is it worth spoiling about the result from yesterday? No, I'm because, sure it's fine. Yeah, because England drew Scotland, and therefore <laughs> they haven't been doing so well. If no. my dad, who doesn't watch much football, he's a more of a rugby fanatic, and he's been complaining and fussing over like how the England keep passing and not trying to go for scores or anything like that. At yeah. one point, he only, he really thought uh, that they would deserve to lose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to get a lot of uh, stick for this from the viewership, but as a Welsh man, I've always been brought up that we support two teams in this country. We support Wales. And we support the team who's playing in England. Uh, that's like how I've been brought up. So I was definitely on Scotland's side last night. Uh, so uh, that's just the way I'm, I know I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for that. But that's just what it is to be Welsh. We're, we're proud We're proud of our country and we're proud to be Welsh. And uh, sometimes they f- I feel like the English uh, media and stuff don't really respect that or understand that. Uh, I'm probably going to get a lot of dislikes for that one, but yeah, that's that's how I've always been brought up, is that uh, we always support Wales and the country that England's playing. <laughs> I think I've just experienced so much from England that it's yeah. not worth for me to support them anymore, and it's no. probably better to support some whoever like plays against England, or even yeah. Wales or Scotland. I mean, why not Wales and Scotland like go through to the finals and not England? Yeah. I mean, England is pretty much status quo from what I know, unless they somehow like improve. But from last night's game, they seem to do the opposite of what I thought they would do. Mm. 
I mean, with, with England, it's, it's the primary sport in the country and there's a, a lot of football clubs and a lot of money pumped into football, whereas Wales, we're more of a rugby nation and there's only three million of us here anyway. So the fact that we're doing well in a international tournament, we just we're just happy to be there a lot of the time. So when we do well in it, it's 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 a it's a blessing. But then a lot of the English media, they just uh, they get on their. I, I I don't feel I don't feel sorry for the players because they just get a lot of stick from the media all the time, no matter how good or how bad they are. There's always yeah before the tournament, the ball balls even kicked in the tournament, they're all saying they've either going to win it or they're going to get hammered. Before they've even done anything, so it must be very difficult. Anyway, well, well, <laughs> the thing is, um, I'm not into sports to be honest. No. But well, I just got a little bit interested in this ice hockey because it's it's rougher, but you can easily yeah. get more goals, and that's how I found out for NHL '94 Rewind, which I was introduced to ice hockey, but I just got really interested in the rules and everything. And I just got around to it. It was supposed to e- to be an easier achievement game, but turns out it's just like really tricky because you have to be really good at the game to get through with it. But then I was introduced to more towards ice hockey, and I thought, hey, this one is particularly interesting and possibly more fun than football. But then that's a big advertised sport in America <laughs> and yeah. Canada. Do you know? Do you know Bethesda made a hockey game called Wayne Gretzky's Hockey? Uh, that's actually a shout out to uh, Phil from the uh, PlayStation podcast, the uh, P- PS We Trust. Every time we bring up Bethesda, he's like, "What about Wayne Gretzky's Hockey?" I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "So there you go. We finally brought it up in an Xbox podcast." Yet, yeah, I hope you're happy, Phil, Co- if you're listening. <laughs> wow, that's a coincidence. Yeah. But let's try to get back on track. Yeah, so I love sport, but really, I lo- I'm wondering how many of our Xbox fans actually care about sport whatsoever, or especially British football, or um, you know, soccer, as the Americans would call it. Um, so let's just try and maybe get back on track with the uh, bingo list. So we have Design Labs that went well. My wild prediction of a Chromecast, a Xbox Series S. Or Series C, I think we called it, didn't we, in the end? Or Series T is what we came up with. That's turning out to be true. We haven't seen it, but Xbox have confirmed they are working on smart TV apps and smart TV devices mm. like Chromecasts to play mm. Xbox. That is something that's currently in development. We have obviously they haven't shown it, and they haven't got a pr- we haven't got a price or anything or a name for it. But they have officially announced that they are making a Chromecast for the Xbox. Hey. That was before the Xbox conference, which. It's kind of a bit mad. Um, yeah. I mean, Xbox had like three conferences during E3, which was a bit mad. They had a small one before it, and then they had an extended one after it. Uh, and those were both both our wildest predictions. The Design Labs and the Stick were both in the other conferences, which is funny. It's just funny to think. And then we had our super obvious ones, which were Forza Horizon 5, which we all knew was coming. Uh, Phil was going to be there. And then Outer Worlds 2 was a bit of a long shot, but it was rumoured, so I was happy to see it there. So that's all our correct ones. Now we have the debatable ones. So Alice yeah. had a prediction for Unreal Unreal Engine 5 to be in a new production. So do you think any of the games that were shown are being made in Unreal 5? That, that's the question. We don't really know is, is the well, big problem. Well, that's just like uh, comparing... 
projects if they use Unity or Unreal Engine 5. It's like comparing them if they're Coke or Pepsi. They're just yeah. still the same thing. You just whether to know if it's going to be the same thing. But it's most likely you get like lots of games being built in Unreal Engine 4 or even like built in Unity because Unreal Engine 5 is fairly new. But it's pretty much available to some AAA developers, so they may probably use it in their games. But yeah. then again, even if they somehow got the games over to Xbox Series X, like Manita, for instance, they would have like used Unreal Engine 4 because they got technologies including ray casting and everything. Yeah. Meaning it just transfers over to Series X without having to buy Unreal Engine 5 for it. We we did see Hellblade two in a slight teaser, and that we know that's in Unreal Engine five. We didn't see much, but we did see some. We did see something from that, so maybe that counts. I, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously we got id Engine, we got Slip Space, we got Unity, we got Frostbite. A lot of these games are on different engines, but we know Hellblade two is definitely going to be on Unreal Engine five. We didn't see much of it. I'm not sure if that counts. And then also, that's a project we already knew about, so it's not a new project in Unreal Engine 5. That's one of really... This is a really contentious one, I think. It's really hard to to say, really. Um, yeah. What, I mean, let us know in the comments below. Do you think that this counts as a right prediction or not? Uh, well, I mean, we've got two more we need to discuss as well. So, we discussed the potential of a shadow drop. So, my shadow drop... Uh, I said we might get Psychonauts 2 Shadow Dropped or Flight Simulator. Neither of them were Shadow Dropped, but we did get a Shadow Drop of Yakuza Like a Dragon coming to Game Pass. So that's an old game. That game's been out since December, but it was but it was released at the conference. So it was a Shadow Drop, but it was a Shadow Drop of an older game. So I'm not quite sure how I feel about that one. Yeah. It's, it's a, again, a debatable one. Uh, it wasn't the shadow because, as I said, I was predicting Psychonauts two or Flight Simulator to be shadow dropped. Neither of them were. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. It's, it's tricky. It's a trick again. I'm not sure what to put for that one. Um, yeah. So and then the final contentious one is the Halo beta. So we got the multiplayer shown off, and they did say you could. I, I've signed up for it. Halo Insider program. You can sign up to be have a chance of being in the Halo Flight program, which is the Halo Beta. Essentially, you can sign up to be in the Beta, and they might get back to you, and you might be able to get in the Beta. But it's not an open Beta like we were discussing in our in our predictions, like they did with Halo Reach and Halo Three, and stuff like that. Uh, so it's very again, is that's a contentious one. I've signed up to yeah. it, but it's not an open Beta, so. Is it a yes or a no with that one? I'm not quite sure. Well, it's interesting you brought up Halo 3 because just back then when we were like, we bought Crackdown just to like get Halo 3 beta access. Yeah. Well, it turns, well, I haven't took advantage of this deal to be honest. And I was like <laughs> playing Crackdown because that's what I bought the game for. Yeah. But I don't really remember Halo Reach having the open beta anywhere or whether it's offered from the website it, but then it did have an open beta because i remember doing it i don't remember how i got on the open beta but they did have one yeah 
me and my friend Dean, you might know, we played a lot of Halo Reach Beta before the actual <laughs> game came out. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember. if. My, oh, I think it was in like, um, yeah, I think it was in ODST, I believe. If you played ODST, oh. you got the beta for Reach. I think that's oh, what I it see. was. Yeah, and then you then... also got the Halo 3 multiplayer. They basically tried to make the ODST game worth uh, full price, even though it was just basically a new a new campaign, and that was it. So, yeah. Um, well, I think I was playing more on a multiplayer disc with ADST because it's yeah. got all the DLCs for Halo 3. Three. Yeah, exactly. But then I don't think I ever touched on Halo Reach because I don't know if there's some kind of boxy to hop into there. But, yeah, yeah speaking of Halo Beta for Halo Infinite, what yeah. I, as far as I know, it's going to be free to play. Yeah. So... When a Halo Infinite comes out, whether you get it like on the launch day for Christmas or even next year, yeah, you can still get Halo Infinite uh, multiplayer straight to your Xbox. So I think this is really good. The only thing is that they're just going to end up allowing more cosmetics, possibly bringing more of a Fortnite system, just like with uh, Master Chief Collection with like unlockable levels and everything. Well, I think they're just going to, to promote more transactions with uh, Halo Infinite. Well, they've already, That's my feeling. They've already explained how they're doing the transactions. There was a, a video that came out just after the press conference. Uh, what they're doing is you can get battle passes like they do in Fortnite. Uh, yes. So you level up to unlock stuff. They're not selling individual cosmetics. They're not having loot boxes. And if you buy a battle pass, you get to keep it forever. So it's not like timed out. So it's not like if you don't complete the battle pass in three weeks, it's going to disappear forever. If you buy the battle pass, you've got it for like until the game dies, essentially. So I'm I'm liking that. It's a bit more because I always like the idea of uh, cosmetic unlocks being tied to progression and to skill and not being tied to how much money you're going to put into the game. Uh, so I'm quite happy with that. Is that so? To get the best costumes and all that, you need to complete the season pass or the battle pass. Uh, so yeah, I'm 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 totally down for that. I, I'm... Yeah, I I think that reminds me of Team Fortress Two because it used to be like you have to buy the orange box to get the game. Yeah. Uh, but when it was made free to play, you get uh some special gold or silver medals because you purchased the game in the first place. Mm. So I think it just kind of feels like you pay for the membership levels. Like you pay for the Halo Infinite multiplayer, you get a special pass to get some stuff. But if you get Halo Infinite, then you get Halo Beta to the best experience. Unless they mm. do decide to bring out VIP packages or premium Platinum packages where you get you get more DLC on it, but I don't know. It's just, but I think it's particularly a good idea to have one-off purchases because I bought the season pass for Fortnite for the last season, and I only gained a few levels into it. And then they just mentioned like season seven. Let's just have new items in, and I was like, I just completely missed out on a lot of stuff, including some really good characters on. Season six, which I love to play, but I haven't yeah. got round to it. But it turns out, oh, we've got a new battle pass, so everything you hope to work on for the last season is now gone. Yeah, I'm hoping that the battle pass will be tied into Game Pass. 
I don't know if it will be, but I, I, I think that would be a good idea because then it's like every month or every couple of months you get more content for Halo and you're not, it still keeps you subscribed to Game Pass. I don't know. Uh, cause it, I, as I said, it's all. I really certainly agree with the Game Pass method because I think people should get more than just like games to download. Just yeah. like how Nintendo, uh, I think it's a Nintendo subscription service yeah. called Nintendo Online, which. You get it for the multiplayer, but you also get like free extra DLC for being a Nintendo Online member. Yeah, you can buy games at a discount. Uh, You can get, or you get discount for Game Pass as well. But you can buy, is is basically get two games for eighty pound, I think. So you get both like a reduced price. Uh, you they have Tetris ninety nine as a free downloadable game. And then you also get the library of NES and SNES games for it. So it's much cheaper than Xbox and PlayStation. So I think it is a good deal, that one, actually. But yeah, Mm. I mean, Xbox does do stuff like that. You get free cosmetics for certain games like Rainbow Six or Warframe and stuff. It would be nice if the Battle Pass was bundled in with Game Pass. I don't know if it would be. I think it's too much of a moneymaker that they might not do that. But we will see. Yeah. yeah, that's the cynical side of me thinking that they're going to go for the money. But they've they've shown they're not like that at the moment. So maybe, maybe I should be a little less cynical. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's our predictions for the bingo list. Um, was there anything you wanted to mention that we missed out on the bingo list, or that we? Uh, it's a sh- I, uh, I think it's a shame the battlefield's not coming to Game Pass. I really thought that was going to happen, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen. It's it's a seventy dollar game with no single player. I'm not. I I'm not paying for. I'm not going to buy it full price. If it was on Game Pass, I would totally play it. But I'm not paying for it. Uh, well, but bear in mind they got other Battlefield games available through EA Play and no. Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate, which they they even have a rewards card that you should check out these games on it. That yeah. includes Battlefield One, Four, Five. And even the one other Battlefield game, so you got those to download now, but not with Battlefield uh, twenty one forty two. So that's no, yeah. it's not twenty one forty two. Those twenty forty two. Twenty forty two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I jokingly call it twenty sixty nine, but people keep thinking I'm being serious. So because sixty nine is a funny number. Uh, mm. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that's all our bingo card. And uh, obviously, I was disappointed to see Kazuya instead of Master Chief or Doom Slayer. There's still a possibility that might happen. It might be the last but, slot. I doubt it, though. Ugh. But when it comes to Xbox Live, you got to know the one most important answer to it. It's uh, 2042. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,. So yeah, that's our bingo card for the uh, for uh, our predictions. I think we did fairly well. We didn't do amazing. Five out of twenty-five, and three contentious ones that you guys will let us know if if we got them or not in the comments below. Uh, and then we so now we're going to move on to the actual E three show itself. We're going to talk about our three favorite games that were not shown in the Xbox conference because we're going to talk a lot about the Xbox conference because that's what we're here for. But we did want to mm. talk a little bit about. The the Keeleys, aka the the what's it called the Game Fest. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about Square, Ubisoft, Nintendo. Um, so yeah, let's just get into it. So we got our top three games of show that were not on Xbox's stage. 
Uh, is, is that fair to say? I mean, have you got your list ready? Yep. So do you want to give... Should I go first or do you want to go first? I'll go first because I think the, the one on the list is probably like most people not particularly concerned apart from the Achievement Hunter. Oh, I like the sound of that. Okay, so yeah. What is your entry number three? Rainbow Six Extraction. Ooh. To be honest, I know that Rainbow Six Siege, which I haven't got around to playing it, but it's really good. And if you get some like friends in who can actually respect you, then you certainly get a huge bang out of it. It's more of a tactical shooter, which you have to use gadgets and whatnot to break into terrorist camps and just try to uh, complete objectives. It's a bit like Spice versus Mercenaries, only it's all mercenaries. So Rainbow Six Siege is a pretty huge game. But when Rainbow Six Extraction came over, this is one game that's known for its serious, realistic, and something predictive bits in it. They throw in some sci-fi, and that's where like you had to work with a Rainbow Six to go in, take out the aliens, and complete objectives which is more of a PvE uh, version of Rainbow Six Siege. The thing about this is that I feel like there was was a hole left when Left 4 Dead 2 was released of PvE gameplay 4 versus monsters versus aliens or whatever. And now that feels like that hole is now being filled by lots of different games. We've got uh, Back 4 Blood... We got Evil Dead. We got this. We got an Aliens game. We got the Anna Crisis. Uh, we got—I can't believe I remember the name of that one. Uh, <laughs> we got Redfall. <laughs> There's a lot of games where it's a group of people versus a group of monsters or or aliens or whatever. Uh, what what do you think makes Rainbow this new Rainbow Siege like stand out above all the rest? Uh, well, first of all, it's a because I have to mention a game that is outside of the Xbox showcase, this one is pretty much going to be offered to people of all platforms. Mm-hmm. But given how popular Rainbow Six Siege gets, this one is going to take it to the bit of an extra level. Mm-hmm. And I think it just kind of like allows for like learning the enemy types. And it turns out you it doesn't the case you go in and mow everyone down. You just have to like use gadgets and some. Uh, like use smarts just to make sure you work around the enemy types and just sort them out because some of the games you mentioned they deal with the things you heard of before like zombies Mm -hmm. like redfall deals with vampires you've seen those type of things before but you then you have the extraction one which is aliens that's been done by some kind of organic programmable matter or some sort like that and i think it just allows for some opportunities of course, it's a bit of a shot to put this through because it may end up being overshadowed by everything else. There. There's also, from that same Ubisoft conference, there's uh, Avatar, there's also, uh, I think there was some other stuff. But Mario Rainbow Six Extraction. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one. Yeah. But Rainbow Six Extraction, it's flashy, it's stylistic. And it certainly would take the Rainbow Six Siege experience further. Yeah. But then, again, I might be willing choosing this because I think it would most likely to be 
entering entered into the saturated market and be overshadowed by other games like like you say Back for Blood and even with Redfall and everything. Yeah, I mean it looks cool. Uh, I the only problem I really have with it is I keep forgetting what it's called. I keep thinking it's because it was called Pandemic, wasn't it previously? And then they yes. had to change it, and now I can never remember what it's called. It's Extraction, <laughs> isn't it? You said it was. Mm. Yeah, Extraction. Yes. I keep forgetting the name, but it looks cool. Uh, it's like you've got like a Venom symbiote from like Spider Man as the baddie. Uh, is that's mm-hmm. what it looks like to me, anyway? Um, yeah, I mean, I obviously, if I, I, I think it looks fun. I would like to play it. I'm hoping it comes to Game Pass because that's pretty much what every game, every game I look at is like. Please come to Game Pass. I want to play you, but I don't want to pay money. <laughs> but that's the problem with Ubisoft titles because they trying to get to Uplay, which mm. doing the like Uplay is a another thing they try to rival with Steam, which then gets overshadowed by EA Origin and Epic Game Store, mm. and I think it's just like a bit stagnant with their servers. I'm not particularly a huge fan of it, and I think they're just trying to incorporate it into the consoles. And now they just introduced a new service called Ubisoft Plus, mm. which means they put all those Ubisoft games across, and it just kind of appears as if it's like, is it Game Pass or some sort like that? It just seems as if they wanted to make a monopoly out of their own games. Yeah. I, I mean, the rumour was that the Play was going to come to Game Pass, but that still hasn't happened yet. Uh, I think that would be their best bet because I think EA Play is thriving under Game Pass. I feel like Game Pass, I, I feel like Game Pass is the Netflix, and I feel like Ubi Play is like what HBO Plus or something, or one of the like the lesser streaming services. Peacock, probably Peacock. Let's go with Peacock. Uh, I, I think it just seems like it's a big mix between Amazon Prime and Netflix. Yeah. You've got all those games. But you've got other channels, which, unlike Amazon Prime, you don't have to pay extra for them. Yeah. It's all included in the Ultimate Game Pass. But if you get the regular Game Pass for either console or PC, you still have to pay for EA Play. Yeah, that is true, yeah. So so that, so that your number three was Rainbow Six Extraction. Uh, yeah, and I'm glad you remembered it. I did that time. <laughs> I, I'm going to try to remember it. Would you like to know what my number three is, or should we? Or do you have anything more you wanted to say? Let's go. So my number three is Elden Ring. Uh, I love. Yeah, that's my number two, actually. Oh, well, we, well, let's just talk about Elden Ring then for a little bit. So that's your number two. That's not my number three. So we'll come back to my number two then in a minute. Uh, Elden Ring. Number two. Uh, <laughs> so Elden Ring is. Well, it's I like I love Souls games, but they don't love me. I I own them all, but I've never completed one because I suck. Uh, but I, it looks like it looks like a Dark Souls game mixed with Breath of the Wild. And Breath of the Wild One is my favorite game of the last decade. Uh, I love Breath of the Wild also, One. So also bear in mind, it's also uh, designed by is it that the George R. Uh, Martin? Yeah, exactly. He's the author of the Game of Thrones series. And when I looked at it, I think it just kind of looks a bit close to Guillermo del Toro type of thing. Um, I mean, I was thinking it's more like uh, Game of Thrones of all this political stuff, 
by think by looking at Elderine, it can be compared with a lot of supernatural stuff. Like, is it the White Walkers and yeah. uh, some kind of like mutants in Game of Thrones stuff? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the White Walkers with the yeah, the, basically White Walkers are essentially zombies. Uh, and you had like the more powerful ones, and you had like the more zombie esque ones, which are like dumb, you know what I mean? Uh, and you have like the smart ones, uh, and you had like dragon as well as the angelic dragon ones and stuff like that. Uh, I loved Game of Thrones up until the last series where it went off the cliff. Um, mm. But yeah, but that wasn't George R. R. Martin's fault because he didn't write the last series. He written everything else. Um, yeah. And I mean, yet he still had a time for for him to uh, apply some design ideas after that game. Yeah, I mean, he takes a while to write things. That's the only problem with him. He's still, we're still waiting for him to write his next book. He's been like ten years. Um, I'm hoping I don't fall in that same trap because I'm writing my novel, which I got through Nano Nano wherever that is. I got a draft done for my book, which I got through a few passes, and I have yet to get to the stage when I'm editing it. Yeah, but it's taking like if. I think it was over a year or two for me to do over this book. Yeah, I think it's over two years, which I've been keep like amending the draft and get everything done with it. Yeah. And then everyone else is like, oh, we've done the book for the year, edited it within that time and sent it out. Yeah. And Ruby books, which they've been written, it looks like they're releasing a book every year. <laughs> and it was like, oh gosh, these people have, like got the time of their hands because yeah. I'm mean, so struggling to be able to make time for me to write. I mean So I just don't want to end up like George Martin there. I, so I think I think I mean I'm not a writer by any means, but I feel like everyone's gonna take different times amount of time to do things. I don't think it's I don't think you should worry about other people. Maybe they rushed it, maybe they didn't they're not as passionate about it. Maybe uh they're just quicker writers. I don't know. I mean there's a lot of things that a lot of reasons it could be like that. I, I wouldn't worry too much about it. I think if you, you just do what you just do, you. I mean, that's that's how I always feel about most things. Like, uh, well, that's the thing because one of the bigger writers who writes so much and writes uh, big books, he said they would take up to like two thousand words a day. Jeez, and it's it's like I'm hoping to be able to do this once I get involved with the story, but there's an anxiety to do with like. How you find editors, find some people that you can like, even if you do self-publish, it's those things that you need to make sure the book's particularly well edited before you can even release it out to the wild. And it's not as simple as like writing a book and say, oh, book's done. But, which is probably why John R.R. Martin may find it easier to translate his design ideas over to from software than way of trying to get his books done because yeah. when it comes to the Game of Thrones it's very complex it keeps adding more characters in each book mm-hmm. and you it's just having to tie so many loose ends and trying to oh, sure. um, mix a lot of the elements with it but when it comes to the game like Elden Ring it's just like taking his ideas and going for the more straightforward and linear game mm-hmm. and that's what I'm hoping with because as you say you tap into those Dark Souls games Mm-hmm. Um, you can get into them and I only got into like Dark Souls 2 which I get into it but I just somehow didn't spend more time with it and that was on my Playstation 4 before I sold it mm. so, so but then I just got 
Bloodborne on a PlayStation 4, which I completed about a few times. Like, yeah. it's still a ridiculously hard game, but it's really easy to get into because you're already familiar with those elements. Like, the control interface, you can easily get to the tools and all those bits, yeah. and you've got the weapons. And it's just how it made it easier for me to get into because you know you've got everything to play the game without having to go into a lot of, sort of items, yeah. without having to find out where to go next. Bloodborne is just somehow, it gives you everything you need to get going. Yeah. And that's what I'm hoping to get with Elden Ring. I mean, I I can't wait for Elden Ring. It looks so good. Uh, with the writing part, I was, I was going to say is that I wrote a 10,000 word dissertation for university. And that <laughs> took me a year to do. And it was still awful. And I still think I only made it to like 9,000 words. Like I apparently like my game was so good because you had to make a game and write a dissertation. My game was so good that I should have got a first, but my dissertation was so poor it broke my entire grade down to like the bottom. <sighs> That's how bad. I'm not a writer by any means. I cannot do writing for my. Oh my god, it's so awful. Uh, yeah. So no, I, 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 I can't have a go at anyone for being slow at writing. To be honest, because I'm an awful writer. Um, yeah. And well, what, if you. If you compare yourself to me, yeah. I did a business report which I had a co-worker on, and I think it was about 10,000 to 100,000, I don't know the yeah. exact number, but it was that much. We wrote a lot of words and did a lot of research for it, and it's much longer than a 3,000-page dissertation. Yeah. But yeah, if you're in the school or university and you get told to do 3,000 words and you thought that's going to be too much... Just wait yeah. until you hear that my drafts run in about 90,000 words, and that's equivalent to a book, and yeah. that hasn't been edited at all. Right. I'm going to stick to video games, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you want, uh, you're sure you want a Microsoft Word on your Xbox? Oh, no, don't get me. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what I was going to also say is with, with the Souls games, I feel like I'm. I like being a back, uh, back. Uh, what's, what's the word? Backseat gamer, or like a side seat gamer. I basically like on my YouTube channel. I got let's plays of, of uh, Bloodborne and Dark Souls, and they're all basically. I've had Dean playing them all, and I'm just sat there talking and watching him play because <laughs> I suck. <laughs> he was so much better <laughs> at the game than me. And I found that a really enjoyable experience, though. It's a, it's a fun world to just be involved in, even if you're not playing. And, it's and I think you, and I think you got some of it on your YouTube channel. I do, yeah. I have uh, the first seven parts of Bloodborne. We never finished it. We never finished it, but we did enjoy it a lot. One of my favorite series I ever did. I had so much fun with it. And Dean played most of it. I didn't play. I just basically talked over it. I talked about. <laughs> I basically asked him questions like, "Would you step in the ring with Brock Lesnar for three minutes and get beaten up?" That was pretty much all I did during that during that Let's Play series. I made crude I jokes. Think you should, yeah, I think you should definitely chat talk over Dean playing Resident Evil because I oh, think he speed ones then, right? He, he used to. Yeah, he doesn't do it as much anymore. But yeah, I would totally do that. Uh, when COVID's done with and we're, where everyone's vaccinated, I'm hoping that I can do more stuff like that. I miss those days. They used to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Elden Ring, um, game, one of our best games of the show, I think. That was my number three, your number two. Uh, I think it looked incredible. Yeah, 
It was the, probably the biggest shock. Well, one of the sh- we kind of thought it would be there, but it was a shock that it was in Jeff Keighley's thing, and it was a shock that it was like the first night of game of E three, and it was the first big announcement. I think everyone kind of lost their mind with uh, Elden Ring, and I'm shocked it wasn't in the Bandai show. The Bandai Nanko, sh- the Bandai show was absolutely awful. They already talked about one game. It, uh, what's it called? The Dark Pictures Anthology game they're making. I think they should definitely put a Elden Ring on it. Yeah, they should have. I, uh, I, just, I, <laughs> I took me a second. Yes, they do. <laughs> they need the Elden Ring. If you liked it, you should have put an Elden Ring on it. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, that, yeah, so, I mean, that's my number three, and that's your number two. Is there anything else you want to talk about with Elden Ring before I move on to my number two? Yeah, go ahead, because I think with Elden Ring, hopefully I will get around to it, but so far, like trying to sit on my flat and trying to do more work, because I'm now trying to readjust to work again, yeah. but I think the real fun starts about October, when games flood in, and I get to put my finger into more pies. It just really depends with my new internet. Yeah. Like, it's standard broadband and not fiber broadband. I mean, it gets 12 megabits per second. So, therefore, hopefully, it should do enough to download a game slowly. But it's something that can be there. But at least I've got my Xbox Series X. So, hopefully, once step. it's all set... Yeah, that's right. So, I'm just hoping, like, uh, once it's properly set up before Christmas, then... Everything should be fine. Plus, the whole fact with the games coming, announced during E3 coming to the Game Pass, yeah, that is a huge help because otherwise my wallet would have been like dry as a bone. Yeah, I mean, I was going to talk about it when we got to the Xbox section, but they announced thirty games, twenty-seven of them are on Game Pass, and I looked at my, I wrote a calendar out of games I wanted to play. There's eighteen games I want to play this year in 2021. Four of them are on Nintendo. 14 of them are on Xbox Game Pass. There's 14 games I want to play between now and the end of the year. I think that's worth the money right there. I don't understand how people can't think Game Pass is a good quality for that much. Uh, there's so many good games. And that's not even including stuff like Hades, because I already played it on Switch, but I probably will play it again when it comes to the Xbox. And uh, Yeah, I think I would do that again, because I think the lore of it is fantastic. I mean, you think it's a Greek mythology game, but they did so much nonce towards it. Like, they made characters out of those gods. Yeah. And the gameplay, it just seems like it doesn't get stale or anything like that. It just has some personality into it. Plus, they did well with some colours and everything there. Yeah. So, when it comes to Xbox, it looks, it will look much nicer in 4K. But, <laughs> Yeah. So, my, so, should we get to my number two? Yep. My number two is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel, which still hasn't got an official name, which is annoying, but there you go. Uh, I love Breath of the Wild 1. As I said, it's my game of the decade. I want more. Just give it to me. Inject it into my veins. Give, give me give me the Breath of the Wild 2. I need it. I need it! It's annoying well, next year, though. But there you go. I, I expected more, because yeah. you jump in fully into the islands and that kind of makes me think as if they added a sky pane to this whole world but all I'm saying all I'm thinking about this game is they got to show more to see 
if there's a particular interest of it. But mm. they get me one. Like, I got Breath of the Wild on the Switch. Yeah. I only played, like, a bit of good p- first part of it, but I haven't got into the rest of the parts. But it's really interesting, and it's good. It's a really good uh, take on the open-world Zelda. But with this uh, Breath of the Wild 2, I imagine it would be like Mar- Super Mario Galaxy 2, because... It takes the same gameplay principles, only they added a few more mechanics to it and yeah. added more levels. That's what it is. And also, now you're the Winter Soldier from Marvel as well, because you've lost your arm and now you have a metal arm, which is really weird. But yeah, it's The Legend of Zelda, the Winter Soldier, which I'm super <laughs> excited to play. <laughs> and if any of you like watching Ruby... Uh, Link is quite essentially Yang, who lost her arm and replaced it with a metal arm. Yeah. Only it's got more gadgets. <laughs> I mean, spoilers, but yeah. Isn't that like season four or something? Because that's about as far as I got was when Yang lost her arm, actually. And Yang was my favorite. Uh, spoilers. That's season three, uh, and it's been out for years. Spoilers still. <laughs> that's literally <laughs> as far as I got was when Yang lost her arm. So yeah. Uh, yeah. But I gathered that's what was going to happen. It was kind of obvious, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, but yes, Breath of the Wild. So, Breath of the Wild Two, Yang slash the Winter Soldier should be fun. <laughs> you got, as I said, you got a robot arm, which looks interesting. It's, I suppose that's a replacement for the Sheikah Slate from the first game. As I said, the first game is one of my favorite games ever. I love it so much, and I will go back to it multiple times. Uh, I've but, completed but, 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 it like three or four times. <laughs> so good. Yeah, but but but. What if in Breath of the Wild 2, Link's arm can also make smoothies by one hand? Sure. I mean, that'd make the game even better, wouldn't it? I would, I would, <laughs> I would think. Collect some fruit, and instead of throwing it into the pan, you put it into the cup, and arm goes, and then you get a smoothie that stores all your health. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Yeah, or or, or you just be like the original Legend of Zelda. You put everything in the pan when it cooks, and then you just stick your arm in there, and it turns into like a whisk. <laughs> or like well, that a, or, reminds me, or like like, a, or like what's it called, um, the flipper thing, the flip stuff in the pan, like a like a spoon, <laughs> or like a yeah, yeah. It just reminds me of the YouTube video when someone reenacts uh, Link's cooking. Like you put oil in the pan, put it on the cooker, and then you chuck some fruit in it. Oil flies out everywhere, and it's just pretty much what it goes. Yeah, and then it just doesn't turn them into food; it just turns into like cooked ingredients. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just realised we 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 we're getting on a little bit. So let's. Uh, that was my number two. What is your number one game of your of non Xbox? Metroid Dread, and that is also my number one. Wait, hey, what so? High five. <laughs> uh, we waited 19 years for a new Metro, a new 2D Metroid to continue on from Metroid Fusion, Super Metroid. Oh, I love it. I want it so much. I want it now. Give it to me now. Give it to me now. I want it now. <laughs> do, do it. Give me, give me, give me fried chicken. <laughs> fried chicken. I love Queen. Uh yeah, Metroid Dread, of course, game of the show. I thought I was worried you were going to say something else. So obviously we agree that's our non Xbox game of the show. Then what? What? So I've already said why I like Metroid Dread. What? What? What is about Metroid Dread that uh, appeals to you, Alice? 
Well, I played a lot of Metroid Fusion back in the day, and it was really good. So, so I ended up with uh, playing it a lot, and I just found this really good. I still remember there's some good bits from that of it, and it's just more memorable than like Metroid Prime. So when Metroid Dread comes over, hopefully they can get things done. But after what they did with Samus Returns, it makes it more promising. It looks like, yeah, it's going to be another really good Metroid Fusion follow-up. Yeah. And I think this is definitely something I would like to play. I can the only thing is, like, the trailer says, like, oh, it's out of 8, 10, 21. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's coming out in August, just before my birthday. But nope. It's October, actually. Americans. So I have to wait two more months. <laughs> Damn you, Americans, <laughs> and your dates. <laughs> well, actually, it's in a working format, and I thought it was the case, but it turns out to be a more UK date format, oh. meaning you have to wait till October for that. Damn. If only we lived in America, we'd get it earlier. <laughs> I expected too much from the trailer, to be honest. Oh, I, can't, I cannot wait for it. Yeah, as you said, I love... I love Metroid game. Uh, I love Metroidvanias, I like Shadow Complex, Ori, uh, Hollow Knight, Steamworld Dig, and then obviously Metroid and Castlevania. I love all those games. They're all so good. Every, like Metroidvanias are probably one of my favorite genres of games. And there's not enough. Well, there's a lot of indie ones, but there's not enough like AAA ones. And oh, I can't wait. We're gonna finally see. Just what- imagine. See what happens. Just imagine next. if Metro Point Four comes out, uh, gets revealed again, and has some actual gameplay. Yeah, you'll be in like full ecstasy, like Metro Prime Four, and you'll be in tears and everything about it. <laughs> but then it didn't get announced. But yeah. instead, you've got Metro Five, which is just fine. Five Alive, to be honest. Probably my two biggest video game reactions on my YouTube channel are. Even though they didn't get much views, but Metro Prime 4 and Metro Dread, I think they're pretty much the same kind of reaction. They're both me losing my mind a little bit. Because I just feel like Metroid, like Nintendo doesn't care about Metroid anymore. That's what it feels like. But then obviously they do because they've got Metro Dread and Metro Prime 4 is coming eventually in like the next six years, hopefully. It's becoming the new uh, Half-Life 2 or it's becoming the new Metroid Dread because we waited 19 years for that. We're going to probably wait 19 years for Metro Prime 4 at this rate. Uh, yeah, uh, I can't wait. I'm a bit wor- I'm a bit scared about being chased. I think I don't like that. It makes me feel anxious that there's being chased by that monster, but I'm, I'm sure it'll be fun. Well, bear in mind, it's, you're, you're right to say that they didn't get enough views with Metroid Dread because your Outer Worlds 2 reaction got like a thousand views yeah. whereas metroid dread is like um 72 views <laughs> i know it's very confusing because the outer worlds trailer is not rich it wasn't much of a trailer as much as i adore the outer worlds too uh yeah i know it's very the youtube algorithm is a very strange thing uh let's just well i that. think it's pop i think it's probably to do with the fact that trailer it well, without going into some specifics, it trolls you at the beginning and then shows you the game. Yeah, that's true. And then you thought you would expect something else from Obsidian, like a Avowed or something else. But Outer Worlds 2, well, that's pretty much out of this world. Yeah. And <laughs> someone that brought it into orbit. So we're going into... 
So I mean that that's our number one. Is there anything else you wanted to talk to about about uh, Metroid? Or should we move? Nah, nah, nothing apart from like saying like how amazing the Samus's suit is, but I'm getting more interested about how the robots work. But nice. they just part of me thinks as if uh, Mother Brain could be involved in it, but then Ooh. that's just be uh, ruminating about it. And, so uh... I think there's certainly parts of the game which I kind of remember fondly, but it just makes me curious to what the story entails in this whole game when it comes out in October. Yeah, I need, I need it now. Uh, so we're an hour into this podcast and we haven't got to our top five Xbox games yet. Do we still want to do a top five or should we go for a top three? What do you think? Uh, well, we could breeze through... Uh, Four and five. Yeah, we'll try and go for it quick. Yeah, we'll try and go for it quick. So, should we do our top five Xbox games then of the conference? So, we just wanted to briefly glaze over the conference. I did say this earlier. 27 games come in the Game Pass. 30 games shown total. Did you enjoy the Xbox conference? Really good. I thought it was Although, I was hoping for for games to be, uh, well, taken more in, like Mm. about and stuff. And, you know, the predictions there... Those are the kind of things we may hopefully get from there. Yeah. I mean, we're not expecting anything Nintendo Switch because that belongs to the Nintendo conference. Yeah. But there's all. But I think there's plenty of things to expect from Xbox. But the truth of the matter is whether they got the ones I'm hoping to see, like some new Xbox games, like Perfect Dark, for instance. Yeah. It's always going to be like Halo, which doesn't seem to show enough of. But then it will end up being like a Square Enix conference because they've shown so much Halo in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the Xbox conference a lot. The only issue I have is that I knew a lot of the surprises. Like, mm. I knew Forza Horizon 5 was coming. I knew it was based in Mexico. I knew Outer Worlds 2 was coming. I knew that... Um, what was the other surprise? There was another surprise I can't think of. Oh, Redfall. I knew the project... It was called, called Project Omen. And I knew that was coming as well. So all three of those games I knew were coming. They were the big three surprises. And Jeff Grubb and all the other Xbox podcasts have already kind of leaked those. So we kind of knew, I knew they were coming. Uh, uh, maybe I should pay less attention to the news and maybe I'll be more uh, enjoy it more. Uh, kind of ruin the surprises. Um, well, to be honest, I was expecting a lot about Elder Scrolls 6, especially how much I enjoyed Skyrim. Mm. But they didn't announce it. And there's not even a foul, so neither of these games pop up. No. Yet, I was kind of worried about Fallout 5, but they ended up mentioning more about Fallout 76, which kind of uh, kind of make me bewildered about how much it just got more popular with some content updates. Mm. And they, but then they just go on about Elder Scrolls Online as if it's a big thing when. What I really care about is Elder Scrolls Six, yeah, and it's been like too long. But instead, they focus on Starfield, and it's alright, but not so much from the trailer. Mm. However, it's the really good thing though is Doom Eternal is getting a update to it, so it's getting ray casting and improved graphics yeah. soon, and I think that's going to be good because I was actually in the middle of playing the game and then. Went off it for a bit. Mm. Yeah, like um, there's a new Plague Tale coming out, and there's a 
they've actually announced that in July they're doing a 4K update to the original Plague Tales. So I've been waiting to play that game, and now I know it's going to be in 4K 60 frames. I'm going to play the updated version. I think it's July the 6th. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff they showed. Um, yeah, with uh, when it comes to Elder Scrolls, is that is the next Todd Howard game after Starfield, so it might be a while out. It might be 11, 11, 33 at this rate, because that seems to be a, a thing that Todd likes to do. Oh, God, no, not of 11 years, please. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we haven't, we, we, we kind of already into, we've already taken an hour with the podcast, so we're going to jump straight into the top fives and try and breeze through the first couple. So, uh, do, you, do you want to do your number five? Of the Xbox conference. Yes. And number five is Starfield. Ooh, that's my number four. So we can, we can just uh, talk about that in general. Uh, the concept, love it. Uh, Todd Howard being out, great. Didn't show much, just in-game footage. I mean, I think I imagine that's what you're going to say as well when it comes to Starfield, right? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really explain much for the trailer, which... Thankfully, they didn't use CGI, which is the norm for a lot of game trailers in E3 conferences. Mm-hmm. So I got to commend them for that. But showing it inside of a spaceship isn't quite enough. Like, they say there's something that is more akin to Skyrim, but on how much of a specifics is it going to be? Is it like uh, No Man's Sky only on a single planet? Or is it something to do with, like, you jump between the the world and the space and then you do things like going inside a spaceship for instance yeah. i mean i mean we got to see more fun it but it just seems to be interesting about like they've taken it on a more different approach like skyrim is more medieval tropes and there's fallout which is a lot of like post-apocalypse yep. and a lot of art deco tropes so starfield is pretty much like Taking them more sci-fi and exploration type of things. Yeah, I mean, so it kind of makes me think as if this is a bit of a uh, competitor towards uh, No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's as far as I know. I mean, we got we got Ultra HD sandwiches uh, in the trailer. I mean, that was something. Uh, but on a serious note, uh, I think it's going to be hard to tell. Is it going to be like the Outer Worlds? Like that, that's kind of what the outer world is. You're in a ship and then you go to other planets. Is it gonna be like Mass Effect? Is it gonna be like No Man's Sky? Or is it gonna be kind of a mixture of the three? Uh, I mean, are they gonna have four or five planets that are being created by Bethesda and then there's gonna be a load of random other planets? Or is it gonna be hundreds of planets with like barely any detail? Or is it gonna be hundreds of planets with a lot of detail? This has been made for. A long time, and there's hundreds of people making on it, but it's well, that's yeah. quite literally talking about Elite for the Commodore. And it, is it the Commodore 64 yeah. that Elite or is it Spectrum? I don't know. Sure, I know, but... I know the game you're referring to, though. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what they're, they're saying that's the kind of game they want to make is the Han Solo simulator, is what uh, Todd Howard has called it, <laughs> which is like fair play. Han Solo is the coolest part of Star Wars, so yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to be Han Solo? I mean, that's kind of. Yeah, I mean, I'm up for that. Uh, I think it just seems appropriate that, like, given about Fallout 76 being the multiplayer one, and then when they say something akin to Skyrim, I would expect players will play solo in it, after all, on their own, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is multiplayer at all. 
it's solo multiplayer. Yeah. It's solo player. Yeah, they said this, they've already confirmed there's going to be aliens. Uh, they said that this is like I think the term they used was NASA punk. So not like cyberpunk or anything. They go in for like essentially what they think we will the uh, technology will look like in like three hundred years time, uh, which is interesting. I think it kind of, I think it's quite similar to the kinds of art styles for like Oblivion and the latest Total Recall because mm. of like how much white panels they use. Yeah, that's how they got the inspiration from like. Uh, those films for the game uh, XCOM 2 because of how much like cream panels they use and everything with it. Yeah, I'm excited for it. As I said, it's not there's not enough really for us to go off. Like as I said, pretty much everything I've just said there, the Todd Howard stuff. That's literally all we know about it. Oh, and, and actually, there is an Xbox exclusive. Finally, that has been put to bed. That was winding me up. It's like, can we just get? Can we stop saying it's coming to PlayStation because we know it's not? Can we just stop? It's annoying. <laughs> Thank God that's finally yeah. sorted. Uh, but I mean, everyone, everyone can just like shut up about Starfield and just focus on No Man's Sky because that one's getting content like updates as well. <laughs> I mean, that was my main issue with with uh, Starfield as we went into this conference, and the big question was. Is it exclusive? It's like, who cares? What's the game? I want to know about the game. I don't want to know if it's exclusive enough. I just want to know what the game is. Like, that is my priority, was what the what is this game? And we still don't really know what it is. We know bits. It's a space game. It's Skyrim in space. Your Han Solo. It, yeah. Space! Yeah. I mean, that's all we know. And I'm looking forward to it. But, uh, yeah, we will see. We will see. That was your number five and my number four. Would you like to know my number five? Yep. Redfall is my number five. Uh, I like the developer, Arcane. I think they've done really good stuff. They did Prey, they did Dishonored. Uh, that's is literally the only reason it's on my top five is because I trust the developers. The trailer wasn't didn't give me much to go off. It's Vampires Left for Dead, sort of, but not really because they said it's not like Left for Dead. They said it's more of an open world game. But you've got four players. It's weird. Um, but I, I mean, I look the look of it, and it's, I trust the developers to do a good game because Arcane, have nev- as far as I'm aware, have never made a bad game. And they go- this is their passion project, so I'm hoping it's going to be good. I'm not I'm not that interested by that game because the trailer is CGI, mm. and I'm not, I'm not particularly sold on it because I think it just kind of like goes for the different... Uh, Left for Dead with yeah. vampires in instead, but I'm just not impressed by the trailer. And I think, like, I'm I can see they can get those ideas and everything there, but I'm I'm not particularly sold by the concept, no. and I think I may end up passing on it. I mean, it, sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's not game. No, no need to say sorry. I kind of agree with a lot of what you said. I mean, that's why it's not my number one or number two or anything. It's my number five. It's the bottom of my list uh, because. We don't know much about it. Uh, as I said, I, I basically, just because I think I trust Arcane has a really good track record and the stuff they have made has been very good. And this is a game that they've been wanting to make. That's literally all I'm going off here. It, it might be awful. It might be a terrible, terrible game. But I, I'm, I'm basically, I'm putting faith in the developers because I think they're good developers and they can make a good game. Uh, they should have shown more. Or maybe explained what the game was a bit better. They said it's an as a four as a co op slash open world, but also you can play it single player. There's also is shooting zombies. 
Uh, it looks like Left 4 Dead, but it's not Left 4 Dead. It's like, can you explain a bit more what it is, please? Um, I love Prey. I love Dishonored. So I'm going to give it a shot. It's on Game Pass. I'm not paying any extra money for it. So I'm going to give it a try, whatever it is. But I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it just because of, again, the developers. I think they're good developers. I'm going to give it a shot. And that's why I'm hoping it's going to be good. And it's also Xbox's big mid-year exclusive for next year because obviously your Starfield is the November game. This is their big summer game. So I'm, I'm assuming that Xbox has faith in it as well if that's the case because there's nothing else to look well, forward to. Well, I just hope it doesn't like fully turn into the vampire and just end up sucking. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's my number five. We've discussed my number four which is Starfield. What's your number four? Back for blood, kind of just rolls with the uh, the Redfall, but Back for Blood is pretty much a follow up to Left for Dead, mm. and I think this one seems to be particularly interesting because I think I think it just builds upon that form formula of Left for Dead, yeah. which Valve has been slagging off a lot of franchises and been focusing on the shop and all their sales. Yeah. So I think Back for Blood is pretty much a follow-up to Left 4 Dead and pretty much expand on all elements explored. Because if you think about it, Left 4 Dead is one of the biggest game franchises to play on Steam. Yeah. And I think it's about time they should get an upgrade so yeah. you get Back for Blood. I mean, le- basically Back for Blood is essentially Left 4 Dead 3. It's made by the same developers and everything. And as as you said yourself, it's a massive game. And as, as I was saying earlier, it's like it was a ma- there's been a void... Ever since Left 4 Dead 2 came out, there's been a void of these type of games. And now there's a lot of these type of games coming out. Like, Xbox itself has Redfall, this, uh, Back for Blood. And then there's also got the, I think it's called the Anacrisis, I think it's pronounced. I don't, if I got that spelled, if I pronounced that wrong, I'm sorry. Which is like a sci fi version of this in a spaceship, which looks kind of fun. Mm. Uh, but yeah, this is not, this is going to be the new trend for a little bit. We're going to have these type of games. Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, Isn't it because the AI has gotten so sophisticated that now it's even easier to create more enemies that yeah. will track down the player? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we got to play this, just uh, Alice. We got to play this when it comes out. Yeah, we decided. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, bear <laughs> mind. Wait. Well, bear in mind that Fortnite is bringing back the PVE mode. Like uh, they started out with the PVE, and now they just got into Battle Royale. But yeah. now they're just bringing back the PvE matches in as well. So it's pretty much like sticking to the trend. I see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Back for Blood. Looks a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I kind of agree with you on that one. I probably should have put it in my top five. I put Redfall because I wanted... I'm just... I'm, I kind of know what to expect with Back for Blood. I was went for Redfall because I trust the developers and I thought it was an interesting concept, but... If you put, if you made me pick which one I'm gonna buy, I would probably buy Back for Blood because I know it's gonna be good. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty positive it's gonna be good. Whereas Redfall would kind of still be in the air, but maybe I'll change my mind once we see a bit more. Uh, yeah, Back for mm-hmm. Blood. I I agree with that one. I'm looking forward to playing that. It's crossplay, so uh, maybe we have a collaboration, me and you versus two or with two of the. PlayStation, we trust podcast for people. That would be pretty funny. Uh, I think it would be a huge argument. Oh yeah, for sure. 
or will we just like oh, PlayStation's we better, Xbox is better, PlayStation is better, Xbox is better, and I'll be like, we got a game pass. You paid seventy quid, <laughs> so deal with it, and then the conversation will be over. But no, uh, no, they're, they're good guys. I, I think you'd be fine. But yeah, no, I, I can't wait for this game. I'm just trying to get people to play it with me. That's my main concern is that I'm not going to have enough people to play it with. That's my main concern because. I think playing Back for Blood on your own is going to be a bit. It's going to be a bit pants. So you need, you need a couple of good people with you to play it. I'm pretty sure. But I'm looking forward. Well, to Well, that it. would be like uh, Back One Blood. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I love Left for Dead, but when I've not had anyone to play it with, I've not played it in years because of that. Uh, well, yeah. two players. It will be Back Two Blood. Back Two Blood. Back Three Blood. Back forward, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so that was your number four, right? So yep. Do you want to? So my number four was Starfield. Do you want to do your number three, or should I do my number three? I'll do my mother three. Okay. So mother three is Far Cry Four. Ooh. Okay. You went a lot with. Phil I think Party. it's I a, like it, but no, Far Cry Four. Yeah. It's been like mentioned like on a Ubisoft show and on Xbox show, but it's showing more. Like before, like around the time of E3, you just don't get any mentions. You just get a trailer. And you just wondered what is this game about? Like how is it going to do differently? Yeah. But then gameplay trailers dropped, and it's been showing a lot of the exciting stuff, like some funky weapons, a deadly backpack. Rooster. And you even like get some interesting characters in, and I think there's one thing in the played by, uh, I don't know about it, but it, it's played by the same guy who played uh, one of the villains in Breaking Bad. Yeah, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, the, the, the he runs the chicken business in in Breaking Bad. He's also a plus. Lost Polo the Homos, yeah, Polocos, yeah. And he also he's the baddie in the Mandalorian. Uh, yes. he's got a bit of a reputation of being a bad guy and he seems like a nice bloke in real life but all his all the all the parts <laughs> he's got he's an evil bastard I know uh, I don't I can't remember his name but yeah I know who you mean uh, but yeah I, 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 with the Xbox trailer you had a playable rooster as your teammate wasn't it or like a chicken like an e- yeah like- and there's also a dog on the wheels I imagine yeah the dog looks cute I would like the dog I'm always a dog person. My dog's with me at the moment, by the way, in real life. So I'm I'm definitely a dog person. Uh, I'm more of a cat person, actually. Yeah. But you know, I, I Far Cry looks fun. I've I really liked like Blood Dragon and Free, uh, but I never really I haven't really been back into it since. Maybe I should pick it back up. Um, yeah, it looks fun. Uh, it just looks like chaos, which I suppose should be a lot of fun. <laughs> I think it's Ubisoft's big game this year because obviously they had last year they went a bit crazy. They had Assassin's Creed, they had uh, Watch Dogs Legion, and they had the oh, what's it called? The Breath of the Wild ripoff. I can't remember what it's called now. Uh, yeah, Phoenix Rising uh, or whatever. Yeah, I just found out the name, and it's and it, the the main antagonist on the game is. Known as El Presidente Anton Castillo, which is portrayed by Giancarlo uh, 
Espostio. Uh, yeah, es, I don't es, know if es, I pronounced it right. Esposito or something, I think it is, if I remember. Yeah, esp- yeah. Giancarlo uh, Espitisio. He, he seems like a really... Uh, the interviews I've seen with him, he seems like a really nice bloke. He's, just, mm. but he's being typecast as an evil person, so maybe there's something to it. <laughs> uh, no, I definitely want to give it a try. Uh Again, I'm hoping it comes to Game Pass because I'm greedy and I want it. I want it for free. <laughs> mm. I feel I, I'm looking at my list. I've got 14 games to play, which are free. I would I want to pay extra for Far Cry? Maybe not. But I don't know. Well, you'll be interested to know that uh, there's a season pass coming, which is a bit of a scummy thing because it's been announced before the game. Yeah, but. Uh, but then there's a DLC where you get the players as villains from Far Cry's yeah. three to five. Yeah. And I think it's more of a mini campaign when you have where you can play as any of those characters. Yeah. I, like Tegan yeah. and I, I have seen that. Yeah. And there's it's good. And there's also the uh Far Cry Free Blood Dragon, which is just announced on the screen. So I don't know if it's going to be a uh remaster or just like more DLC from the Blood Dragon universe oh, over to Far Cry Six. Blood Dragon is. I played um, Trials Blood Dragon the other day, so you know Trials the motorbike game. You got they got Blood Dragon version of that. They need they need to make more Blood Dragon stuff. I love stuff with a bit of sense of humor. Uh, I don't. I, I feel like video games, considering they a lot of the time they're a very silly medium. They take themselves a bit too seriously a lot of the time. I like games with a bit of sense of humor, like the Yakuza and Saint Row. There's not enough games with a sense of humour as far as I'm concerned. Um, uh, I just found out that the Blood Dragon is going to be remastered ooh. and it will be included in the season pass for Far Cry 6. Okay. Well, I already own but, it, so why would I need to pay for it again? <laughs> That's annoying. <laughs> because it's so good and I don't mind playing it again. But then it's currently on the Xbox 360 mm. and you just play with some like... Uh, I don't know, some outdated graphics, but the style is so good. So it's really nice to know the remastered version of uh, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon is coming up. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the remaster. I I quite like how Xbox have been remastering stuff for free. I'm not a huge fan of rebuying remasters, but that's just another topic for another day, really. Uh, Mm. Would you like to know what my number three is? Go ahead. Yeah, so speaking of funny games... Uh, my number three is The Outer Worlds 2. Uh, we didn't see much, but the trailer was hilarious, and I'm very excited for what it is. The Outer Worlds 1 was a really good game, and very underrated, I feel. And now I it's haven't played it before. It's very, it's basically Fallout in space. Uh, it's very fun, it's very underrated, and now Obsidian have got a massive budget behind it, and they can make the Essentially, this is going to be like the star, like a competitor to Starfield, but with a bit more of a sense of humor behind it. Uh, yeah, it, it plays like Fallout, but it's it's actually got some funny bits in it, uh, like corporate. Like uh, it's a lot of a lot of it is about corporations owning everything, and like my life, like, like my life is sponsored by this. Like, please buy this gum. <laughs> it's very weird, but it's a lot of fun. Um, I would recommend playing Outer Worlds 1 on Game Pass, because it is on Game Pass. It is a lot of fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to the second one. As the trailer, as I said, they only have, the only thing they've got finished is the title. 
So it's going to be like four or five years till it comes out. But I'm very excited for it. Uh, you know, the that reminds me because there's a weird game called Everwild. Is it what it's called? Yeah, Everwild by Rare. I think it might be the one. Yeah, it's coming out in 2024. So it's like four, about three years ago, eight or some sort. Yeah, well, apparently it's been rebuilt. From, it's Everwild has been rebuilt from the ground up because the person who was developing it has left and they've decided to start from scratch. Oh wow, yeah. that's that's a huge setback. So that that's, that uh, came out. But it just kind day, of yeah. reminds it just reminds me that like oh they have to delay this. Instead you get an expansion for Sea of Thieves that's got Jack Sparrow in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I mean that's the thing with Xbox a lot of people uh, uh have a go at them for is that there's a, their roadmap is, is a bit like, oh, this game's coming out in 2022. This one's coming out in 2023. This one's coming out in 2024. Like, we've got a lot of games that are really far out. And we don't really know much what's coming out, like, in the current. Um, yeah, I think I think that's what's the problem. When, when they have scoping problems or they didn't assess the risks properly. Yeah. Like, if a one person left the game team and then having to delay the game, then you can definitely tell something's a bit up because... Yeah. If you don't somehow accommodate for those uh, issues that may arise or anything like that, and you don't have anything to continue from, yeah. then you're just going to end up like having a really bad organization. And I think, to be honest, where has pretty much like been for the glory days, but yeah. I haven't seen anything that really interests me. Like Sea of Pirates looks good, but hasn't got me interested. That's the problem. Sea of Thieves. To see a pirate, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, no, I know what you mean. Uh, but what I was gonna say is that Xbox is be so we the Xbox Series X just came out in November. We had Gears Tactics, Tetris Effect, and Yakuza, we were like the big games for it. And then there was there's been literally nothing until now. We had the medium was the only real exclusive, uh, exclusive that came out for the Xbox, and now it's going to PlayStation. But I feel we're about to the dam is about to burst. Xbox have been building up and building up and building up and building up all these studios, all these games. And it does feel that the dam is about to burst because next the next week or so we're gonna start seeing games coming out at a rapid pace. Uh we're gonna get uh I mean we're gonna get Flight Sim on July the twenty seventh, then the Ascent, then twelve minutes, then Psychonauts two, then Back for Blood, then Forza Horizon five, then Halo, then Shredders, and we've also got Crossfire X, Scorn, and the Anna Crisis, and the Gunk, all coming out in the next six months. We've got a lot of games coming. Uh, I'm very excited. Wee. So I'm, I'm, and then obviously there's a load of li- games lined up for 2022, like Redfall and Starfield and Stalker Two, uh, and then there's a load lined up for 2023. So I think. We're finally past the Xbox drought, which I'm so glad that's done with. We're going to finally get out and of not, it. And what's more, it's coming up on Game Pass, and I think some of them could be available for PC, so yeah. happy times. Yeah, also, Age of Empires 3 is coming out, but it's just for PC, which disappointed me because I was really looking forward to playing it, but it's not on Xbox. So, Do you mean Age of Empires 4? 4, sorry, yes, 4, the latest one. Not. I thought it would be Age of Empires 5, but turns out, yeah, it's just Age of Empires 4. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's not coming to Xbox, which I really thought it was, which is disappointing. But yeah, I mean, there's such a lot of good games coming out in the next couple of months exclusive to Xbox. 
I'm very excited. I just can't wait. Um, so yeah, we kind of got off track a little bit. Where were we? Uh, so we were on our top five. What? And I just mentioned the outer yeah, world. So, so you're sure number two. Yeah, I think you can say your number two. Uh, so do you want to do number two before I mention my number two? Okay, you want me to do my number two first? Okay. So my number two is Forza Horizon Five. Uh, I think it looks fun. It is insanely detailed. They made photorealistic rocks, or photorealistic cactuses, which you're going to drive past at 200 miles per hour and never look at. And they also recorded 400 hours of 8K skies in Mexico. Why you're insane? You're absolutely, absolutely out of your mind, Forza team. But I love you. Uh, they made the most crazy game ever. Uh, probably this is the this, if you want a reason to buy an Xbox Series X and a game that's going to push the system, this is the one. It looks insane. Yeah, it's just a racing game. It's going to be a bit more arcadey and a bit of fun, but God, it looks pretty and the music sounds cool and the setting looks fun. I'm just excited to play it. I'm just look. I mean, I prefer Britain because I'm you know I'm Welsh, but. Uh, I'm excited to play, to drive around Mexico at high speeds in a in a fast sports car through all the ghettos and you know all that stuff. I think it's going to be fun driving down the beach at 100 miles per hour in a Ferrari. Yes, please. Uh, yeah, that- yeah. It's just yeah, it's just interesting. Like, there's also talks where someone says like you capture the graffiti billboard and stuff like that, and it just shows how much it borrowed from other games yeah. like. Uh, some other games with it, like so, like Burnout Paradise or Test Drive Ultimate. I'd say they're very similar type of games. Yeah, and I, those are they're great games. Things. Those are absolutely fantastic games, and it's worth. I mean, if it, I, I will take it. I think I'm happy to do that. Uh, I love Burnout Paradise. I love Test Drive. So I'm really glad we've got a game similar to that, exclusive to Xbox. I'm really excited. Uh, Just make sure you don't vent over a volcano, okay? <laughs> I'm totally driving over a volcano with a. I don't know what car I'm going to try it in. I'm going to definitely try and like see how long I can last on, on top of like the volcano, like the the molten lava. It's going to be fun. I can't wait for that game. Oh my god, <laughs> I cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, but it's coming out November 9th which is really confusing to me because I really thought that would be Halo's launch day. Unless they're going to launch both games at the same day, which is really weird if they did that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, November. So 9th, let's so let's go to my number two yeah. because we're running into like half, one hour and a half. Yeah, let's get let's get to the point. Let's get to your number two. It's Halo Infinite. Ooh, and that is my number one. I love Halo because I'm a fanboy and I love it. And I need it in my life. <laughs> what? And the reason I put it at number two is because I don't think they've shown a lot of it. Like, mm. the campaign was mentioned last year, and they mentioned multiplayer this year. But I know they're going for the more Halo 2 approach. Like, they made, they shown the campaign on one year, and then the next year being the, this, the year's release, being like 2004, they focus on the multiplayer. But honestly, I think I don't think I've seen a lot like some actual gameplay. I know there's in-game footages and everything, mm. but I just feel they could have like go on into it and go through some stuff. 
but I think some of that time has been used for like Forza Horizon Five, where they talk with the developers and everything. Yeah. But instead, it just seems like you have snippets of Halo, and then you have to go to the after show to uh, watch that one out. Yeah. So I, I honestly wanted more for that, and I also wanted more for the campaign because I only seen like a small snippet of it. So yeah. it just makes me wonder: like, is it is it there's going to be a lot of variety for the campaign? But but then I think I just honestly hope to see more from the game because. This is definitely one game I would like to play this year, but I'm just getting a little bit like nervous to how yeah. it's going to turn out on holiday this year. No, I mean, I agree with a lot of the stuff you said, even though it is my number one. Um, I, I feel like they kind of doomed if they do, doomed if they don't when it comes to the gameplay, because they showed the gameplay last year and then we got the whole Craig meme thing out of it. <laughs> and, they complete, and then, like, I don't blame him for not wanting to show that anymore. So it's like, wow, whenever we show you anything, you take the piss out of us. So I, I don't blame him one bit with that. Uh, I'm intrigued with what's happened to Cortana and who's this new Cortana. I, I had a theory that I put out on Twitter, and a lot of people agree with it, a lot of people disagree with it. But there's a trend in gaming at the moment where it's the parental figure looking after the younger the younger child. It's God of War, Last of Us, Bioshock Infinite... That's kind of a trend that's been going around. I feel like this might be Master Chief looking after a young Cortana, and like it might be like him becoming like a father figure, and it might be following the same kind of tropey trend that has been going around the industry. I think that would be an interesting plot point because I feel like, in a weird way, Cortana and Chief is kind of like a romantic thing, even though he's kind of she's more human than he is, even though he's technically human. You know what I mean? It's weird. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the plot. I'm really curious where it's going from here, especially now I know the Cortana stuff is going to be resolved because I was worried they were just going to gloss over that and go straight to the Banished. Um, yeah, that's why, because I know the Banished, they took some stuff on Halo Wars 2, which yeah. I have yet to complete, mm. but but I would rather to see some kind of like loose ends tied for Halo 5 because I feel as if they pull this big one off, only that they couldn't like continue for that and decide to go yeah. with Halo Infinite. But according there's some books about like how much this stuff covers and it's quite likely that she could be referred to as a weapon. That's just yeah. a speculation. But I think she could end up being called Katana, which is sold in Japanese, the weapon. Mm. So K Katana instead of Cortana. Interesting. Yeah. That'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm really curious where the plot's going to go, so I'm very excited for that. And then the multiplayer. Oh, my God. The multiplayer. I need it. Re- I really need it now. It looks like Halo 3, but on steroids, and that's what I want, because Halo 3 is my favorite like multiplayer game of all time, like, ever. Like, you got, like, power, like have you, you've not seen the multiplayer, like, breakdown trailer, have you? The 10-minute one. No, because I haven't no. got round to it, and I only seen like the the trailer right. on it, which just lasts for about two minutes. Yeah. I think. So I mean, I'll try and summarize it quickly. Um, basically, the, some of the stuff they showed is like you could get uh, power ups, like grappling hook or like overshield and all that, and keep them. If you lose them before you use them, the other player can pick them up. So it's like they're almost like an extra weapon. Uh, that's like their big thing with this one. And obviously they got vehicles, they got a new version of the Warhog called a Razorback, which is like a bigger version of a Warhog, which is cool. 
Bud doesn't go into the parking bay. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, what else is that? As I was saying to you earlier, it's all there's battle passes and there's no loot boxes and no random purchases, which is lovely, which is what I'm really looking forward to. Uh, they're going to have seasonal events like the samurai outfit. That's going to be a seasonal event. Uh, yeah. What else is there? I mean, it just looks like a fun. Basically, everything I wanted for multiplayer, they're kind of doing. Uh, I'm really excited for it. It's the, they kind of stripping it back. It's going to be. Oh, look, like the big thing for me is everyone starts off with the same weapons, like in Halo 3. I hate the Call of Duty, the Call of Duty fight stuff where I have this perk and this perk and I start with this gun and this gun. And I'm also I am like this and this and this and like just everyone has a everyone has a BR has an AR an automatic rifle and a pistol go that's it that's Halo as far as I'm concerned everyone starts off with the same thing and you've got to earn the weapons by finding them on the battlefield that's why I feel that's the Halo way and I'm so glad it's going back to that because you uh, Halo Reach and stuff you had like jetpacks and overshields and stuff to start off every match and I love the new. I love this new way of doing it. It's, it, it, it. It turned into Call of Duty and lost all the Halo. It's like the, as soon as Free for Free took it over, it turned into Call of Duty, and now it's gone back to Halo, which I'm totally down for. This is like this feels like the yeah. evolution of Halo, not the evolution of copying other people. <laughs> well, that's yeah, because Halo Four, they started to incorporate. Call of Duty stuff yeah. just to make sure it's more esports thing, and that didn't go down well. No. Plus, you have specializations which come with some additional perks, yeah. but people just don't really care for that, and all they want is to like have the same kind of equipment as everyone else. Yeah. Then Halo Five came over, which they turned down the personalization aspects and everything, but then they had uh, some gun aiming uh, button, and I just think like. No, it just seems like it's a requirement when Officer Halo does not. It's just like saying Doom needs this when obviously Doom 2016 really works without it. Yeah. That on a on the sites thing. Yeah. So I mean yeah, I mean that's everything you were saying is spot on really. It's like so Halo Free, you all start off with the same stuff. To unlock the Katana out the the uh, samurai outfit in Halo Three. You need to be the best player. You need to unlock everything. Whereas you almost said the katana outfit. Yeah, I did say it. <laughs> well, you you can get a katana, a katana on your back, a sword on your back in the in Halo Three, uh, and the recon helmet was rare as well. Basically, you had to unlock armor by being good at the game. Halo Five was just loot boxes, and you got if you got lucky, you got a rare armor piece. It's like I don't care for that. I don't think that's fun. Boring. I I like to look. And what's worse, and what's worse is that uh, the one way to speed this up, you can get uh, bronze packs just to get all those uh, common items. And once you get all those common items, you move on to the silver packs, which guarantees lower wear item. And then you go over to gold packs, which means you're more guaranteed to have a wear item. Yeah. But then again, you just play way more hours than any other average Call of Duty game because it has so much content, a lot of that you just don't really need. Instead, you just sort of unlock individual pieces. Yeah. And I think it just kind of like pads the time out and feel like this this is not particularly possible. Yeah. I mean, And then they just bring out some packs which you have to pay extra for, like 15 quid or some sort, just to get voice packs or even like 
Halo combat involved stuff. So yeah. that's not particularly fun. No, I'm not. I'm not into that at all. Yeah. So there's like battle passes now, which I don't know how much they're going to be or if they're going to be any good. But that's what they they go in basically. Everything is unlocked through the battle pass, so you need to play the game to unlock everything, which. I'm totally down for if we know, if I see someone going, oh my god, that guy's got the max level stuff from the first battle pass. I know that person's a good player, and if this person's got a bog standard outfit, I know they've not played much. I mean, like that's kind of what I want from Halo. I want it to be like you can tell who the good players are just by looking at their armor. In a weird way, mm-hmm. I, I'm very excited. I'm very excited because essentially, as you said previously, Halo Three is my favorite. Halo Four. They added kill streaks and they added perks and they added classes, which sucked. And in Halo Five, they got rid of that, but then they got rid of level production, like unlocking armor by like leveling up, and it just became random. So they basically they fixed both my issues with both those games. And hopefully, there's not a new issue they found. Hopefully, it's all going to be good. Um, I'm hoping that this is going to be a really good multiplayer game. Uh, so yeah, Halo's my number my number one, and that was your number two, wasn't it? Yes. So that's going on. I'm really. I have no idea. I'm really curious what your number one's going to be. What What is your number one, Alice? Uh, my number one is uh, Atomic Heart. Ooh. Well, that's 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 a bold one. So I saw the trailer for that, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> that was my. I was like, even Hideo Kojima would be confused by this one. Like, geez, it, it looks cool. I mean, do you know much about it? Because I'm really confused by the trailer. I look cool as hell, though. Uh, not so much, but I think there are some, like, bits here. I think I may have saw somewhere which, if I can bring this up... Uh, but yeah, I think apparently there's got, like, lots of random stuff, and I think it just kind of goes for more fun. Hmm. Uh, let's see... Uh, you've got like a mannequin with a moustache and you got an old lady with a cane and or oh, so many random things like a robot with a chest on its head uh, a big ball robot uh, it's a lot of random stuff yeah uh, well I think yeah I think I just I don't know if Nick Gordon's been working on it or not but, but I think it just seems like it's just dealing with lots of interesting bits i mean i'm in, so i'm definitely intrigued i mean the reason it's not on my list is because i don't know what the hell it is <laughs> if i'm intrigued for sure <laughs> uh phil in the uh, playstation in i trust the podcast he he also mentioned this game as well it was one of his favorites so you're not alone oh definitely not alone in that one i think a lot of people are intrigued by this one uh i just don't know what it is the eurovision <laughs> music threw me off as well in the background it was very odd very european uh pop <laughs> but is it but it's not by scoop like flying the flags no I, d- I don't think so but i mean it looks kind of like half-life kind of like metal gear i mean it looks intriguing i'm very curious about it could be could be something about g mod or some sort yeah who knows i'm very interested but then but i think may, many people would argue that maybe it's just a bit of a shot which May not be the best one after all because I think it's just a lot of like creativity into this. Mm. But I think many people would probably feel as if like didn't show enough and doesn't explain, which is why it could be more overshadowed by the, than the West. Of course, I'm not sure I would be interested to get 
into it so much. But I think it's just a matter of curiosity yeah. to see what the gameplay entails. But then it could be just another average open world shooter. Who knows? It could be, but it does look intriguing. I must say, it looks Bioshocky, Half Life. Uh, it looks super intriguing. It could be, it could be the best game ever made, but also could be completely random and rubbish. I hope it's good though, because I, I agree with you. I am intrigued by it. Uh, I wish I just knew more. I honestly, I can't wait to find out more about it. Uh, so, I mean, that was your number one. But, I mean... Well, let's put it this way. Um, like, I was hoping for more stuff. Otherwise, my list would have been different. Mm-hmm. Like, if this Fout comes over and got some, like, more interesting gameplay, yeah. that would definitely be top of the list. And I may even knock, uh, say, the... Oh, what's that? Uh, Atomic... Is it the... Ah, oh, crap, I forgot the name. Atomic Heart. Atomic... Uh, Atomic Car, yeah. yeah, and and there could be like more games out there, like Perfect Dark, which I put at the top of the list too. And if there's a Ruby game that comes out and it's like made by some big devs and be like Batman Arkham Asylum, straight to the ceiling <laughs> or Banjo Free E. I need it. Give me Banjo Free E. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. That would definitely beat Halo. Yeah. Or oh, it could be Blinks. Free, <laughs> that would be good. So yeah, I mean, I'm... there's definitely Halo killers, like especially with Kill Zone Five. Oh God, <laughs> no! Uh, I mean, Kill Zone's dead, literally. But there you go. So I mean, that's our top five Xbox games. Is there anything else you wanted to mention about Atomic Heart before we move on to the end of the show? Well, to be honest, I think. Out of all those games, I'm just going to end up like playing more on Halo than any other game that's been mentioned in the Xbox showcase. Me too. Unless one of them takes my fancy. But then again, I think I'll most likely be playing more Minecraft and Halo than anything else. I mean, let's stick with just a few of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. I probably play Minecraft and Halo the most. I might, I, I, like, I want to visit my sister in Australia, so I might just put Flight Simulator on and just fly to Australia and just sit there. That, that's another option. <laughs> Pretend I'm on a flight to yeah. Australia for 24 hours. I'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> just get my Switch up. Have the big. I got my 4K TV. I'll have the flight to Australia up on that, and then I'll have my Switch in my hand and pretend I'm in a flight to Australia. That'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> but, but 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 does it do USB C on it? it? Well, I'm in my room, so I'm not actually on a plane. I can just pretend it has. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can do Zoom or Discord on yeah it. I could yeah yeah exactly pretend I'm on a flight to Australia uh, but that was random um, but no, I'm looking forward to Flight Sim as well yeah that's another one but yeah so we were gonna so are we gonna come up with our joint gamer show I mean your number two was Halo my number one was Halo we did say that's probably the game we're gonna play the most would that be our our game of show yeah, I mean it makes most the, I mean it makes the sense most sense, doesn't it? So our game of show goes to Halo Infinite. No surprise because I'm the really? potato chief and I'm obsessed with Halo. So yeah, even if you said Halo sucked, I would still probably fight for it to be number one. I would <laughs> like no, it's, the, yeah. it's Halo. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so that is the official our official games of show are Metroid Dread and Halo Infinite. Congratulations to Nintendo and Xbox. Both your awards will be sent in the mail. To keep, an, keep an eye out for it. I'm sure you'll get them eventually. Uh, 
and we will keep we will look out for a response from you guys, Xbox and Nintendo. Please get in touch. Uh, and so bef- most likely that Samus and Master Chief will probably meet in the restaurant. Oh, that'd be lovely. Because we sent them some invites to the same meal, and then they just go meet. And then Doom Slayer shows up, and it just gets awkward. Um, <laughs> just aw- well, I think the Doom Slayer will most likely try to fight them instead of saying awkward. That, that's true, yeah. So, before we go, I just wanted to rate uh, the Xbox conference. Uh, out of out 1 to 10, what, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst, how would you rate this conference? Oh, difficult, but I think I'm going to have to say 7 out of 10. <sighs> okay. Okay, go ahead. Why Why, why 7? I, I, I'll... I don't know, because I'm tempted to go for 8, because... I think there's lots of good stuff and they've shown so much games on it, but I think some of the more interesting games get shown outside of a showcase. Mm, that's true. I mean, they got the interviews and everything, which is good, but then I only have enough time to spare for the showcase and I think they've shown lots of games mm. and there's a few of them which have been mentioned on other showcases. Mm. I mean, I if... EA's not sh- showing the Thunder Showcase this year, which would explain why Battlefield's on there, yeah. which is fine. But then I think I think it's just like uh, it. I mean, you could expected some bigger games like Elder Scrolls Six or Avowed mm. on the show as well. So I think I think it's kind of takes seven from there. So that's far as I know. Yeah, I, I was going to go with eight out of ten. Uh, a lot of what you just said, I mean, a lot of that I agree with. They had 30 games, 27 of them are on Game Pass, 14 of them are going to be playing this year. I'm very excited for a lot of stuff that Xbox is doing. We kind of got, like, you know, the MCU have like a roadmap and we knew that what was coming down like six years down the line. I feel like Xbox is finally getting to that stage where we kind of know what's coming, which is nice. Uh, I mean, all that is great. The only downside I would say is that Nintendo had way better surprises. I mean, Metroid Dread yes. and the new Mario Party, new WarioWare, all that was like, whoa! Uh, but I, I knew Starfield was going to be here, and I knew Project Omen, a.k.a. Redfall, was going to be here, and I knew the uh, Outer Worlds 2 was going to be here, and it was in early development, so they even said that in the trailer. So I, I Maybe that's my own fault, but being even too nosy and watching too many Xbox podcasts, but... That, that's the only thing that drags it down to me, is it wasn't that one big killer blow. It wasn't that one surprise that made me jump out of my seat and go, oh my god! Like, the losing... My, there was there was no Metroid Dread moment in this Xbox conference. There was not... Yeah, exactly. That's the only because reason I it's think, not a 10 for me. Otherwise, it would be a 10. Uh, but it's... It, yeah, I would most definitely agree, because there's no, not so many other surprises. Like, if they... Were, announced something really cool with Halo or they did a stupendous crossover the franchise or anything like that. Like Halo, whether they do the crossover of Aliens or something like that, all those things, those surprises really have been like made it a model 10. Mm. But I think it's just like, you know this is coming and you definitely get what is coming. And it doesn't even build up on the games that is previously mentioned. Mm. So I, I think it's just like, bring you more games to tell you that Xbox Series X has got more games coming up, and that's for sure. I mean, and also, I love Red... As I said, Redfall's my number five. I think it looks great. Uh, I'm excited for it. Arcane, 
They didn't show much. It was a whole CGI trailer, and it was the last thing. It was kind of felt like a bit of an anticlimax, to be honest. We started off with Starfield, we had Halo, and it's like, ooh, what's the last thing going to be? And it's like, oh, it's Project Open, which we knew about, and it wasn't really... We still kind of don't know what it is. As I said, we know it's vampires. Is it Left for Dead? Is it Fallout? Is it somewhere in between? We're not sure. Uh, I'm excited for it, but... It seemed like a weird way to end the show for me. It wasn't a very one last thing kind of moment, you know? It wasn't a Banjo Free or a Perfect Dark or something. I don't know. It wasn't like a massive mic drop moment to end the show. Because last year they had Fable for that, and that actually worked quite well as a, as a mic drop moment. Uh, they could have done The Outer Worlds, but then people might have been a bit annoyed by the trailer mm. being the last trailer. And yeah. I, I don't know what else they could have put as the last thing, to be honest. Uh, but. Yeah, it was an, uh, overall a very good conference. I feel like I'm being too negative. It was a very, very good conference. Very enjoyable. Tw- uh, I, I want to play most of the games on there, and I'm so glad I got Game Pass because I don't have to pay. I'm, I'm already buying pay- Game Pass no matter what, so I'm not paying any extra money for these games. So, yeah, I'm grateful. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm very happy with this. Uh, I'm hoping they I, could, I, think, I think they could do um, it again next year. They're going to kill it. Well, in my opinion, that uh, with I just find the Ubisoft and the Nintendo conferences, Nintendo is by far the best one of the E3 because they have so many surprises and it's got lots of good stuff. Not sure about the Smash Brothers reveal, but uh, understandable. Mm. But everything else is on it. It's like really fantastic. At Ubisoft, they have uh, a few more surprises and some interesting games there. Mm. So these definitely take the cake. But uh, every other show's uh, it's okay, not so good. Mm. But I think the worst one is Square Enix, which mentions Guardians of the Galaxy game, which mm. is okay. But I feel this is more of a follow-up to the Avengers, which didn't have a good launch. Like yeah. it looks looks interesting there with the DLC, but but I didn't buy into this whole Avengers thing, mm. so I don't really have a lot of anticipation for the game. Which otherwise would have made the Square Enix one to be interesting, yeah. but I think it's just filled with a lot of mobile and life service games, and I think a lot of it is disappointing. Plus, you get uh, I think it was uh, I think there was a Final Fantasy game called uh, Step into Shadows or some sort. Mm. These guys, it's like it's really like like you've seen it all before and. It's like derivative or some sort like that. Mm. And you get those guys saying, oh, we got to kill chaos. We must get to chaos and everything. Yeah. And those sort of things. I mean, I feel like Bandai Namco was probably the worst one because it was 15 minutes and it was one game. It was a game we already seen. It was a... Uh, What's that? Dark Pictures Anthology, Something Ashes. It's just a story game. Oh, it was literally wow. a 15 minute presentation just for one game, which was already in the Jeff Keighley presentation. So what was the point? And Bandai Namco had bloody Elden Ring. Why didn't you show Elden Ring in there? I don't understand. You make no sense, Bandai. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, with your life. And where's Dragon? <laughs> and where's the demons? The where's the demon slayer and all those bits? What about Dragon Ball C? Oh, just look at the Nintendo Direct because they releasing Kakarot yeah. for the Switch. Yeah. I mean, I I got Dragon Ball Fighters on the Switch already. I'm not super interested in Kakarot, but there you go. Should be fun. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so uh, so let's try to go back on track a little bit. So yeah, um, Xbox 
8 out of 10 for me, 7 out of 10 for you. Uh, I think it was a good conference for what it was. They had everything. They could do better next year, but I think it was a very good conference, personally. Um, I personally rated it higher than, than Nintendo. I love Nintendo to bits, but I felt like they had like three or four really good games and that was it. Whereas Xbox, I felt they had a lot of really good games. Uh, but obviously they had better surprises on Nintendo. So it, it makes it... I can understand people saying Nintendo was better. I can understand that completely. I personally thought the Xbox was better though. But I could understand the point of view that Nintendo was better as well. Uh, I enjoyed E3. Uh, hopefully we get to do this again next year. What, what would you think of that? I'm hoping that we're going to be still around for that. Um... Oh yeah, hepsy. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean that's our E three episode. Is there anything else you wanted to do before we wrapped up the episode? I think that's about it because I think we just been through E three and done those bits. Yeah. Also, I got to move into the flat and trying to find more time to play Man Eater as part of the book club. Yeah. So yeah, next week's book club will be back. We will be playing more Man Eater. So if you want to play Man Eater and get in touch and tell us how you feel about Man Eater, that is also true as well. Uh, well, expect expect a delay to that because yeah. because I think it will be a while before I can get around to it. Right. But but it's a bit ironic since it's like twelve to fifteen hours gameplay. I would imagine. Yeah, it's it's fine. We'll figure out something anyway. But but so far I've been playing the game for a few hours and I got really addicted to it because it's like an open world game and you have so many bits there. Yeah, it's just kind of like. An underwater burnout paradise, just, and I was hoping I can get more out of it. it but I think it's just um, at the moment I just played a few hours of it, and I think I would definitely get into it once I beat the addiction for Minecraft. It's a shark PG, is what they call it—a shark role-playing game. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I love Minecraft, love that as well. So I think, I think we're going to try and wrap the episode up here because we're just under the two-hour mark. So I want to thank you guys for watching. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say before we leave? Yeah, I think we can wrap this up. And once we get to Man Eater, we say, uh, Virtual Shock. <laughs> thank you guys for watching. Uh, we had a, uh, this was a really fun episode, and thank you for coming along, Alice. And we will hopefully do this again next year. And, uh, Hopefully we'll be back for another episode of X Marks the Box in a week or so. Or uh, whatever we can fit it in. Thank you guys for watching uh, slash listening. And until next time, goodbye! Bye! Bye! Thank you for listening to the X Marks the Box podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Potato Chief or on YouTube at Potato Chief. Or follow us on all podcast services. Thank you for listening.